0: Welcome to the Messianic Folklore podcast, theological reflections and sound art on sacred text, embodied life, and radical imagination. My name is David Benjamin Blower, and there's lots to tell you about. The fine old age of 10, my tired old computer is packing it in. There's a crowd funder going, if you'd like to help me keep making this sort of thing, I would dearly appreciate it. I'm also just beginning an online course on the letter to the Romans for paid subscribers. Feel free to sign up and say hello. Everything you need to know is in the show notes. In any case, grace and peace, I hope you're well. The other day I read something that caught my attention. In a book called The Time That Remains, the philologist and philosopher Giorgio Agamben mentioned that the Greek word pas, meaning all or everything, appears many thousands of times in the Greek Bible and is the second most frequently used word. I recall hearing the biographer John Higgs saying that the most common word to appear in the poems of the visionary artist William Blake, apart from connectives and such, is the word all. Here's a stunning image vision that came to the medieval mystic Julian of Norwich. She stood there and she looks down and she sees a little ball in the palm of her hand about the size of a hazelnut. She asks, what is this? It is all that is made, comes the reply. And as she beholds it there in her hand, She concludes that this all, this everything, continues to exist because it has been made, it is loved, and it is kept. What is it about allness that sits so deep with the mystic, the visionary, and the poet? Panta is that regular couplet in the Greek New Testament. It means all things. There is, I think, a profound ecological worldview in the use of these two words. All things are the subject of love and liberation and suffering and meaning and hope, it's what we live on, what we're made of, it's what we are. Every star and every handful of soil is all sacred, all is creature, all, as they used to say, is held together by messianic presence. This is quite a different view of things to the long reign of religious worldviews that tended to see material life as low or profane, or as a distraction of some kind. These kinds of ideas sat quite happily with the kind of modernity that sees all things as a store of resources, stuff to be extracted as something other. But even if this engine runs on, I think there is an emerging awareness that we are part of all things, really, and that we are impoverishing ourselves. There's a famous text about love Love, it says, covers all things. Love believes in all things. Love holds all things. Love stays with all things.
1: Covers all things. Oh, e
0: Here's a quote from St. Isaac of Nineveh, sent to me by a good friend a long while ago. What is a merciful heart? It is a heart on fire for the whole of creation. For humanity. For the birds. For the animals for demons, and for every created thing. And at the recollection and sight of them, the eyes of a merciful person pour forth tears in abundance. By the strong and vehement mercy that grips such a person's heart, and by such great compassion, the heart is humbled, and one cannot bear to hear or to see any injury or slight sorrow, in any in creation. Grace and peace, kith and kin, go lightly.